we have no choice but to talk about social media earnings on this tech edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. I am Sean O'Reilly, joining you here from hot, hot, hot Alexandria, Virginia at Fool Headquarters. And to my left is the incomparable Dylan Lewis. How are you, Dylan? Doing all right, Sean. Not as great as some of these uh, social media companies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, we talk about them a lot, but again, we have no choice because they all reported in the last week. Um, first up is Facebook, everybody's favorite giant social media company with one point. How many billion? Four, Three, five. four, something. Uh, 1.49. 1.49 billion active users. Yeah. Um, how'd they do? So... Big numbers looked great. Uh, 4.04 uh, billion in revenue against expected revenue of like roughly 4 billion. Um, EPS was about 50 cents per share adjusted, and analysts were expecting about 47 uh, cents per share. Um, and this revenue jump was about 40 percent uh, year over year. I was at 2.91 billion a year ago. Not bad. So pretty great. Not bad. Um, and yet, stock took a hit. It wasn't a huge hit. It was like what four percent at worst. Yeah, like, it, was like it wasn't a huge four percent immediately after earnings, and the, then I think uh, as of the end of this week, they're trading about one percent down from pre-earnings. Full disclosure: I am a shareholder, and <laughs> I was watching it, and it literally went up to a hundred dollars a share, gave it a high five, and came back a bit. Like that's yeah. literally what's been happening. <laughs> like, all right, nice to see you. <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> um, and I think one of the big things that the street was a little disappointed in. Um, I'm a little wary of was the fact that total costs shot up this quarter. Right. Uh, they were up 82 percent from the same quarter a year ago, uh, and this caused profits to decline nine percent over the same quarter a year ago. But Dylan, they're investing <laughs> in the future. Yeah, and to a certain extent, people were expecting this. Um, they'd guided for this, and they'd said, you know, well, we're going to make some long-term investments in virtual reality, uh, some of our solar-powered drone projects. Which is crazy. Why is that Facebook that's... doing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also, you know, uh, added some staffing. Uh, they had... does Mark Zuckerberg thinks he's iron... think he's Iron Man? He might. I don't know. He, yeah. He's got some Tony Stark. Elon Musk has already got that kind of. Anyway, sorry yeah. to interrupt. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so the company added 873 people in the second quarter, which brings their employee base to just under 11,000. Um, wow. And that is a 52% hike from where they were last year at this time. So a lot of these cost increases are humans. Yeah, so <laughs> so it's uh, both capital uh, investment and, and human, human capital. capital. Yeah, right. got yeah. it. So, uh, and like I said, no surprise here. This is something that they told people to be looking out for. I was uh, the big headline that I saw right when it came out. I got the push notification from uh, Wall Street Journal and all this stuff was, um, and you can maybe add some color to this, but uh, it said how um, large corporations are essentially spending big ad dollars, even more so on Facebook. Like that's the avenue they're choosing, and I think that was up like what sixty-seven percent or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so is mobile, it, their mobile ad revenue was up seventy-six percent. Uh, is, is Don Draper sitting around like, okay, we're either going to advertise on TV or Facebook? Is that where we are? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's getting close to that. And sorry, uh, I, I misspoke there. It's uh, it accounted for seventy six percent of ad revenue. There we go. It wasn't up seventy six percent. But yeah, I mean, I think that they, along with Google, are the, the go to place to spend ad dollars online. Man, okay. um, other stuff to look at with them. I mean, MAUs grew from one point four nine billion to one point four four billion uh, sequentially from last quarter. Um, I think one of the most interesting things was, despite some of the bearishness that we're seeing in the market, you know, and like the fact they're still down like one percent from when they posted earnings, twenty-two analysts raised their price target on Facebook after earnings. People might be a little bit disappointed right now because it's going to take some time, but they—it's like Tom Cruise, like show me the money, and <laughs> it's like they're showing you the money. Like, yeah, they're I... not doing that badly. And really, when you think about, it, they earned fifty cents a share this past quarter. Mm-hmm. 
annualize that, it's two bucks. They're at ninety, whatever. It's twenty five times earnings. Yeah, it's pretty reasonable. You know, so um, no insight into Messenger, Instagram, I'm sorry, 40 times earnings. or WhatsApp. My mind. Yeah, at this point, so um, they're still kind of like largely unmonetized. Zuck asked for some patience with those. You know, he said, "Just let us do what we did with our timeline. So we right. roll it out, and we'll monetize it over time." So you just got to trust him with that. I am willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, good stuff. Well, before we move on, I wanted to make our listeners aware of a very special offer for all industry-focused listeners. If you have found this discussion informative and you're looking for more foolish stock ideas, Stock Advisor may be the service for you. It is our flagship newsletter, started more than 10 years ago by Motley Fool co-founders Tom and David Gardner. We're offering the lowest price out there for our industry-focused listeners. It is $129 for a two-year subscription to Stock Advisor. You'll get two stock recommendations every single month with insight from our team of analysts. Just go to focus.fool.com to take advantage of this deal. Once again, that is focus.fool.com. And now we are talking about Twitter earnings. Yeah. I actually joined Twitter since I because I was working at The Motley Fool. Like, right. Everybody's here. They put up their articles there. Um, I follow all my favorite companies. I follow <laughs> Amazon.com and all that stuff on Twitter. Uh, so how are their earnings? So earnings, uh, quick snapshot, look great. So uh, $502, uh, $502 million in revenue against expectations of $481 million. I actually sent you the push notification for their results. And I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. And it... Yeah. Yeah. They so immediately they shot up. Right. Um, and EPS was seven cents per share against expectations of four cents per share. Um, so you're like, all right, sweet. Like Twitter finally had a really great yeah. quarter. Like they need this. I thought for sure because we were kind of negative the last time we talked about Twitter. I was like, ah, oh, Dylan, we're gonna beat our hats. I don't know. Yeah, they're like that down and out friend that like really right. needs a break. And uh, and then the conference call happened, and I think we got a little bit more insight into the business, and um, you know, I think people were a little disappointed. Um, so CFO Anthony Noto in the conference call had said that there would not be sustained or meaningful user growth for a considerable amount of time. What? How do one? How do they know that? But two, they only have what three hundred and thirty stock. Uh, they are at I was thinking like three hundred thirteen. Just over like three hundred million yeah. uh, users. Facebook's up there at the one point five billion dollar number. What do they got to do to get more people on there? Yeah, and I think it's weird. I think that's one of the frustrations people have with the platform is, you know, so they look at what's going on with Facebook, and so they have 1.49 billion people on the platform right now. Facebook's sequential user growth outpaced Twitter's. This, despite the fact that their denominator the law of was 1.44 yeah. billion. I, it's weird. Like they have basically, they're actually pretty. How many are in the United States again? Is it forty percent? Uh, I think it's more than that. I think it's probably closer okay. to sixty percent. I was about to make a joke. They basically have the population in the United States, but obviously that's not the case because they got a bunch of people in Europe. But I don't know what they got to do to get up to three, you know, three hundred fifty, four hundred five. Like it's weird. Yeah, and this is more anecdotal, but I was reading some of the analyst takes on you know conference call and just the platform in general. And this one guy had said, you know, it's it's just not as easy to conceptualize for people you know it's, it's it's far more nuanced being on twitter you know my mother can understand what it means to like something on facebook right my mother doesn't understand what a hashtag is right and so i think one of the problems with twitter and something that they need to remedy i think a lot of people are kind of waiting for is to make their platform more accessible to the average person i just had a brilliant insight that's going to get me the ceo job what's that they need to pull a paypal and pay people to use it yeah it might work. That is what PayPal did in the <laughs> beginning. They paid people on eBay to use it in like 1999 and put everybody else out of business. Yeah. So Take the short-term hit, pay people to use Twitter. Speaking of uh, some of the stuff going on with the CEO, uh, can you speak to leadership a little bit? Yeah. So um, this is the thing that I was interested in because um, 
in my mind, until they figure out the CEO thing, the user growth, the numbers, the money, it just it takes a backseat. Mm-hmm. Um, so they still have yet to find a, uh, a replacement. We uh, unfortunately, Twitter shareholders have lost thirteen billion dollars in market capitalization since uh, Dick Costello yep. stepped down. Um, and then you know we just got more news that people are stepping down. Yeah, they're cleaning house. Um, just a few a uh, few minutes, according to VentureBeat.com, just a few minutes into Twitter's quarterly earnings report, we've seen two major departure uh, departures. Todd Jackson, formerly Twitter's director of product management, has left the company for Dropbox. Hmm. And uh, not only that, but Twitter's former head of growth, Christian uh, Olstein, Ostland, sorry, <laughs> uh, he's leaving for YouTube. Wow. And it's like, it's it's it actually might be good. Um, because in my opinion, and you know, the writer of this article basically said the same thing, um, everybody at Twitter either has been in the CEO job or doesn't want it, but yeah. they've been in management there, and they've all had their shot, and they're not doing anything with this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually amazing to me how, and I hate to keep comparing Twitter to Facebook, but um, if you had told me, like, you know, back when the social network came out <laughs> or just three years ago when people were giving Facebook a lot of flack for not figuring out mobile and ads and all that stuff. Um, I didn't think that Mark Zuckerberg, this kid, I mean, he's my age. Like, he's our, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, do you think you and I could have run Facebook and done as well as he has? There's no, no way. Like, <laughs> yeah. what were the odds that the guy that made it also wound up being a perfect leader to make money off of this? Yeah, there's usually not a blend of that uh, there innovative thinking there and isn't. business savvy. Even right. Bill Gates, I mean, he stepped down, and then the other founder, Steve Ballmer, came in. He couldn't do it, and then they just got this guy that was not a founder at all, uh, Nadella, and he's crushing it at Microsoft. So yeah. uh, they need to bring in some fresh blood. They really do. Yeah, and I think that that's something that we're just going to have to watch. Uh, I think for a while, the market's been super patient with Twitter just because they see what the potential for these platforms is. Yeah. You know, they, they see, you know, if they get to half of the user base of Twitter, of uh, Facebook, I, you know, then I think it's pretty reasonable to assume that like, their valuations are, right. you know, going to be great. Like, but I, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I, I think they have a lot to figure out with their platform. Right. So, um, yeah, we're just going to wait and see. Currently, the, the current CEO, um, Jack Dorsey, uh, he's the interim CEO, and he's one of the co-founders. He mm-hmm. also happens to be one of the uh, founders of Square. There's talk of him just stepping in, but again, he's a founder. He's biased. Like there are issues there. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do, but they need to shake things up. Yeah, <laughs> I will say uh, there are a couple reasons to be happy about what came out on the earnings results, um, including ad revenues. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, they raised their full year guidance slightly uh, up to 2.27 billion from 2.2 billion. Um, if you're looking for some other reasons to like the company, uh, Q2 bucked the trend of declining year over year ad engagements, and I think it's pretty reasonable to expect that to con- continue. And they also maintain the trend of positive year over year ad engagement costs. So you know, like those are two really right. nice things that you want to see if you're trying to monetize right. the platform. Yeah, when I saw the the actual results, the money results from Twitter, I I thought for sure the stock would go crazy, and yeah. then they had a conference call. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so uh, moving on, we've got uh, LinkedIn, the only social network that arguably has a social utility to yeah. civilization. Um, how'd they do? 
So they did pretty well too. Again, like I think the recurring theme that we're seeing with Facebook, Twitter, and good but not LinkedIn good enough for something. Is like, like you look at the top line numbers, you're like, all right, yeah. You look at the bottom line numbers, you're like, all right, yeah, yeah. sweet. Like what went wrong? <laughs> um, and so with LinkedIn, revenue was 712 million against expectations of 680 million. Uh, Non-GAAP EPS was 55 cents per share against expectations of 33 cents per share. So looks great. Sounds right? like a win all around. Yeah. Then they had a conference call. Yeah. And then Am I right? <laughs> yeah. It's just like once you start getting into the details, that's where people start poking holes the, in some of these numbers. The that devil's in the details. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that I think really stuck out was the Lynda.com acquisition provided $18 million in revenue, which was well above single-digit expectations. For our listeners that don't know, what is Lynda.com? Um, it's like an online learning portal. And okay. uh, LinkedIn picked it up. Uh, earlier this year for about $1.5 billion. Feel free to go check it out, folks. Yeah. And so the idea there is they're trying to augment their professional networking with skill building right. uh, you know, online programs. It's a value offering like thing. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah. So they're just trying to enhance their platform. Um, and they also released that it should add about $90 million in revenue for 2015, which is up from an earlier estimate of around $40 million. And that's largely attributable to- Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's 125% yeah. increase. Yeah. So, which sounds great, right? Right. And the problem is um, that it means that some of the core businesses for LinkedIn struggled. Because they're, yeah. that's yes. the dollar amount that they beat on revenue by, like more than that. Yes. <sighs> okay. So, yeah. So, so this, this segment's doing great, but once you start parsing out the numbers, you're like, wait a minute. That means some of your other operations. Wait a minute. That means your so actual awesome. company stinks. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's growth through acquisition in, right. to, to a certain extent. Uh, and I think that's only applicable to one or two of their segments right now. And we can get into that. Um, but basically, one of the big lagging segments for them is their display ad business, um, and that declined. That the declines there accelerated over the previous quarter. Uh, it fell thirty percent, and the big reason for that is LinkedIn's seeing a huge shift over to mobile. I think over half of their traffic is coming through mobile at this point. So, uh, display- and as we know, mobile ads aren't as profitable. Yeah, and just display display ads are generally just kind of clunkier. Like they don't work as well with the interface. People just tend to flip right by them. Right. You know, so it, they just don't work out as well. Um, Personally, I'm not nearly as bearish as the market is on this. I think that this is a huge overreaction. Because um, if you're looking for a job or you're just a professional on planet Earth, odds are pretty good you're on LinkedIn. It's a de facto place to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so they upped their full year guidance uh, from 2.9 billion to 2.94 billion. Not a huge jump. Yeah. Um, again, one of the issues is that some of that was already realized in Q2, and so like there's not a huge upside there because a lot of that is already in the coffers. Um, but I wouldn't be too worried about the display ad business. You look at the revenue breakout, 62% of the revenue comes from talent solutions. So that's yeah. like helping HR departments find the right candidates, you know, prospecting, that kind of stuff. Uh, 18% comes from premium profile subscriptions. So that's people paying to use the service. And then 20% comes from marketing solutions. Yeah, I'm sure our listeners are curious how uh, LinkedIn's doing with the people that pay. Because uh, I don't know about you, I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't give them money. Mm. How are they doing there? Pretty solid. I mean, I, I, like I said, no real reason to worry there. I think the big issue in terms of their business segments is the marketing solutions. Uh, and I think concerns over de- declining display ad revenue. Um, one of the things the company is doing to look to buck that a little bit um, is kind of de-emphasizing it as an offering within their marketing solution suite. Um, they're trying to move more towards something like sponsored updates, which they've seen be pretty successful. I think time will tell whether that transition you know proves fruitful or not. Got it. Very yeah. good. Well, thanks for your thoughts, Dylan. Always a pleasure, Sean. We'll see you later. Yep. And if you are a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Again, that is industryfocus at fool.com. 
And as always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks that they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Dylan Lewis, I'm Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on! Fool on!